And now it's time for that to happen. (laughs) Now that's gold. (laughs) Uh, I think I think it's time for geek news. That's staying. Screw it. Two years in, we still don't know what we're doing. (laughs) At least you've got the intro in. All right. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Because I think we might end up having some overlap. I'm sure we do. So I'll start. Go for it. I will look more awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You do need the help. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see here. Bit of comic news. Only a few items. DC in July is reviving the Star Spangled War Stories series. Uh, This is something that balanced on and off. It's uh, always been war stories as, uh, you know. You can tell by the title. They're uh, jumping on to the zombie bandwagon. Uh, Woot. The main character for Star Spangled War Stories is going to be G.I. Zombie. <laughs> ah, uh, zombie-esque soldier. They haven't said if he's going to be full-on undead. A zombie-esque soldier that has fought in uh, wars throughout the ages for the United States. The first story is going to be set in modern world. It's going to be some kind of kind of espionage thing by the sounds of it. But given that he's a zombie and he's fought through all the wars the United States has been in, this gives them a lot of leeway for, for throwing stuff out there. And since he's a zombie, you can just die. <laughs> Marvel has announced that they are reviving Spider-Man 2099. Uh, this is was really popular back in the day and recently in Superior, uh, Superior Spider-Man, the brain fart on the kid's name. Uh, but he managed to come back through uh, strange and questionable storytelling. Came from the future. He's uh, so this will be set in modern day uh, timeline. You know, 2013, everything that's going on. 14. He's going to be working for Alchemax. So apparently, Alchemax is around right now, uh, and he's going to try to stop them from becoming the uh, evil corporation that they end up being by the time 2099. Uh, I rather like the 2099 series. They were for the most part pretty good. They're just a victim of Marvel's 90s stupidities. <laughs> we're gonna put out 800 titles, and we're not gonna market any of them really, really well. And then Dark Horse is uh, returning to some of the titles that kind of made them relevant in the late 80s and early 90s. At some point later this year, they're going to have an Aliens vs. Predator title, an Aliens title, a Predator <laughs> title, and sadly, a Prometheus title. And a Predators versus Aliens. Well, probably. <laughs> it's all in the viewpoint, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure they can work in their kind of like Aliens versus Prometheus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they don't have a st- uh, release date published on that yet, but uh, all four of those lines are going to come this year at some point. While you're on that, I didn't write it down, but it just reminded me that they did do that announcement that Prometheus 2 is a go and will be coming out. You know what? I say sad, but, you know, if he just stops trying to tie it into the Alien universe, what was? I'm vaguely somewhat interested in seeing where the girl with the dragon tattoo ends up with her head. Yeah. Head in a box. I was pretty neutral on Prometheus. I was fine with it for the most part. I didn't think it was nearly as bad as a lot of people ripped on. I think apparently there's a lot of really devoted yeah. Cameron fanboys out there, which is sad because I should, should say Ridley Scott fanboys since the first movie bears little resemblance to the last three. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if they, they can do spin out two storylines of this now, I'm more interested in what happens to uh, Tattoo. <laughs> On the game side... You know that's a different movie, right? Yeah, but it's the same actress, and I can't remember <laughs> I know, her name. I know. <laughs> Just checking. 
Oh, I wonder why she didn't just bust out her laptop like, and then start to burn somebody in this movie. I, I'm suddenly like, I kind of want to see that movie now. <laughs> Girl with a dragon tattoo with a head in the box on a spaceship out for revenge. The girl with a dragon tattoo versus Predator. <laughs> well, you know, when you think about it, the only difference is in this movie, she doesn't have a tattoo. Well, she is out for revenge. She did kind of hack a computer with the help of Michael Fassbender's head. <laughs> yep. uh, a lot of similarities there. <laughs> for all our uh, Steve Jackson fans, fan, um, <laughs> he's released, they're releasing later this year. Two hybrid games, Munchkin oh, Panic. Yes. <laughs> Munchkin Panic, which is going to be uh, based on Castle Panic, only in the Munchkin way. And Munchkin Loot Letter, which is a derivation of Love Letter. <sighs> and that's all I'll say about that. Munchkin with Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> Versus um, Predator. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't licensed that yet. <laughs> Uh, those are both scheduled for fall 2014. They say they're going to be standalone games, but I assume they're going to have all the same functionality. They can just roll your core money and yeah. so choose. Harebrained Schemes had an update on Golem Arcana this week. They have set their release date for August 1st, 2014. I'm not sure. They didn't say, or at least nothing that I saw, if that was just going to be fulfilling the Kickstarters or if that is going to be, uh, Everything, you know, the Kickstarters and the general public. So if you back that, you should have your stuff somewhere around August 1st. GW is taking orders for Codex uh, Clan Rauken. Uh, this is going to be a Codex Space Marine supplement, and this is for a division of the Iron Hands Space Marines. They've been doing a lot of this kind of extra fluff as subcodexes. I think it's a good idea. I like it. They've been doing a lot of little stuff, not full releases, but just enhancements. Uh, like Jordal got the, uh, Triumph and Treachery, which is for fantasy battles and it's, it's multiplayer rules, but rather than just being like a, a three way or a four way, it's got rules, you know, each turn a player, uh, selects who's going to be their active opponent for that round and the other two get bonuses based on what does or does not happen. So for all that I generally rip on the pricing and their customer service for the last 12 months or so, they've been doing stuff that I generally approve of as a way to keep the their games a little bit more alive and a little bit more interesting. They're switching over to week release. Well, they've switched over to a week release model too. So, you know, rather than just saying, you know, the first of the month we or the last week of the month we're going to take pre-orders and then the first of the month, bam, say give us a thousand dollars, they're uh staggering their releases something new every week. And that makes everybody happy. They're getting a consistent flow of money and nobody has to drop a thousand dollars on the first day of the month. <laughs> Upper Deck has released, uh, or will be releasing a Firefly dice game later this year. They say that this is going to be a, uh, fast 10 to 15 minute game. So I assume it's going to be something along the lines of, uh, you know, zombie dice or Martian dice, something like that. Just, uh, Firefly themed kind of press your luck game. And I like those kind of games. So I'll probably pick that up if it's, uh, inexpensive, but it's actually, you know, <laughs> and they've also announced that they're coming out with Marvel Legendary Villains which is going to be the game, Marvel Legendary, but from the villain's perspective. So rather than building a hero deck, you're building your villain's deck. And uh, the masterminds, uh, rather than being, you know, Galactus or Mr. Sinister, are going to be, you know, um, Professor X or, you know, people like that. So they're going to be the the big good guys. Uh, a lot of the terminology is going to change 
because it's going to be villain centric. So the mastermind isn't going to be a mastermind. I've already said that that title is going to change, but all the other mechanics are going to stay the same. The map is probably going to change a little bit, but uh, they said it can be played either as a standalone uh, and it's going to be a full big box set, 500 cards, like the initial uh, uh, legendary release dividers and all that stuff. Hopefully it comes with enough <laughs> dividers. Uh, Air quotes, dividers. Yes, dividers. <laughs> they say it can be played as a standalone or you can try to integrate it. They, they say it can be integrated, so I assume they're going to have rules for that. What Hopefully they, they're not just going to leave your imagination. Yeah. What what would be really cool then is somewhere down the line, now come up with a way to make it like a... A head-to-head. A head-to-head, <laughs> build, build your deck kind of thing out of the cards. That'd be kind of cool. It's going to take an hour to set up this game, and we're going to be done in 25 minutes. <laughs> and it's going to take 45 minutes to break it down. <laughs> and you still won't have enough dividers. No. You'll probably have to. Well, you know, see, now that they're doing villains, I have just, just this overwhelming urge to get the Aliens game, too. And then just have the villains just go against aliens and have the heroes just go against aliens. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd give up or dead money, so <laughs> might as well get the trifecta of, of legendary <laughs> games, you know. No, I, I won't. <laughs> Fantasy Flight is putting out uh, another expansion for Blood Bowl Team Manager. Foul Play, it's going to introduce three new teams and then actually some new mechanics. There's going to be corrupt referees uh, that'll allow you or aid you to cheat but then there's also going to be penalties if you get caught cheating. These are going to be event cards by the feel of it. If you get caught cheating, you're going to take a hit on something. See, um, I knew we would cross over somewhere. I had a feeling. I knew you'd have that one. <laughs> Soda Pop Minis has ended, or their contract, I should say, with Cool Mini or Not has ended. They had a three-year production and distribution contract. Please say they left. Please say they left. They have left. Thank you. They're going to go self-published route now, and they did stuff like Super Dungeon Explorer and Relic mm-hmm. Knights. Yep. So their contract is up this year, and they will be leaving. Greater Than Games has launched a Kickstarter yes. for Sentinel Tactics, the Flame of Freedom, mm-hmm. which is going to be a hex-based board game set in the Sentinels universe. Uh, they say it's going to be set after the storyline that is taking place in the card game has resolved. So all the characters that we're familiar with are going to be there, or many of the characters, but uh, they've aged in the artwork. They've mm-hmm. aged. They've got different uniforms. Some of their powers will have changed as their personalities have changed. And they're running it three different ways. At one, pl- Everything goes towards the game, but there's a pledge level for just the minis. The minis don't look that spectacular. They don't look bad, but they don't look that spectacular. So I don't know why you'd want to do that. And there's a pledge level step up just for the game. And then the third pledge level is for the game and the minis. And I think there's some more stretch goals for whatever else they unlock kind of thing, standard stuff. But that's their three core pledge level. Yep. That one too is like, uh, they, I mean, you kind of knew it would and, and greater than games has done an, you know, awesome job on Kickstarter previously, but that posted and was like 200% funded. Oh yeah. Like it's in a blink. We, we need $90,000 and we've got like $199,000 with many, many days to go. So. Yeah. I haven't looked at it recently, but yeah, it was, I, uh, it's one I was researching for something else and it was like, all right. Well, I yeah, went back the, a day later and it's like this funded in like zombie side time. Yeah. It was just like, it's up. Boom. When we're done. Oh, okay. And on the miscellaneous side, the EP for Arrow Guggenheim has said that Huntress will be back for an app next season. So for those of you that like her, we can expect to see her back. Uh, and he said he's talking with DC about maybe getting her a comic series as well, detailing, you know, her adventures 
trying to track down her father between the first and second season, you know, while he was in police custody and then WITSEC and then, or witness protection, then whatever gang he was dealing with here in the slab. So I probably wouldn't jump on that comic series, but as a one-time character to add drama to all these growing three, four, or five way of women, you know, however <laughs> girlfriends he has and any given up, I think uh, she does a good job. Fox has announced three movie dates for the coming years. Uh, Wolverine is getting another movie. Yep. It's going to be in March 2017. Fantastic Four, despite <laughs> not even having begun production, let alone airing, getting July of 2017. And then an unnamed movie, July of 2018. A lot of speculation about whether that unnamed movie, Doctor Strange, he seems to be their front runner for their next wave. And they've been looking at actors to, to portray him if the rumor mill is to be yeah. believed. It keeps going back and forth between that and if this is going to be... Because, you know, they keep talking about doing the Fantastic Four X-Men. Yeah. So the they, the rumors keep kind of going, flipping back and forth between those two options. They got to they gotta hit Fantastic Four. They got to hit a home run with that before I want right. to see them risk screwing. Because the first three Fantastic uh, X-Men movies were just crap. I mean... First one, not so bad. First one was okay. Second one was like, why? Yeah. Did you go to the Michael Bay School of Filmography here, <laughs> Mr. Singer? And then the third one was like, why? But, you know, they crushed it with First Class. And I have high expectations based on that since it's all that cast and all the best parts of the first three movies coming back to do Days of Future Past. So if they can crush this and a Fantastic Four movie, then sure, I would not be adverse to a FF X-Men crossover, but I want to see success in both movies before, before yeah. I, I still, even if both are successful, I'm not, not real keen on that matchup in general. Uh, you know, it's, that's, if only to see Wolverine try to kill Reed Richards' kid. No. <laughs> well, that was one of the crossovers in the eighties, uh, X-Men versus Fantastic Four, and he tried to no. kill, uh, well, the Fantastic Four. I want to see them succeed just just to spite Warner Brothers at this point, you know, we're going to do Superman. We're going to keep doing Superman. We're going to keep doing Superman. Superman's going to suck, but we're going to reboot it again. We're going to do Batman. We're going to have the best director ever for a <laughs> Batman movie, and we're only going to get him to do three movies, and then we're going to move on. Then we're going to give you a different Batman in what is apparently a different universe. We're not going to tell you much about it. We're going to give you a lot of red herrings, but we're going to do it, damn it. We're going to work in all the members of the Justice League that we can without actually admitting that we're leading up to a Justice League movie. We're not going to give you a Wonder Woman movie, even though she's like the iconic female character. Yeah, it's so complicated, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> chick with a sword and shield. Ooh. Lucy Lawless did it for a decade. I, I just want to see them succeed you know, out of spite. <laughs> by, by the way, side note, I think one of the Facebook pages I liked recently was Linda Carter's. I still have a crush on it. Oh, Linda she, Carter. She, yeah. She's, she's still a beautiful and classy lady. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. I was talking judge to you. I'm, I'm right there. With I was you. talking to them, oh. not you. You know, we've got, we've, we probably have several people that are Googling Linda Carter. (laughs) If you're under 25, you probably don't know that name. (laughs) She is the Wonder Woman that set the bar for a lot of people. Sony, unable to flog powers to FX or any other station, has decided that Sony PlayStation is going to develop it as online content. You know, similar vein that Netflix does their online only stuff. They're self-developing and, mm. uh, and, you know, like Xbox is doing the Halo movie. Yeah. So they're going to do powers as a, 
Oh, that's right. It did. Yeah. PSN online content exclusive by the sounds of it. Uh, might eventually get a general release on DVD or something. I assume it will. But uh, it sounds like it's going to be 10 apps. They didn't indicate when it's actually going to go into production or when it's going to be available. But they've just, Sony's essentially, essentially admitted defeat and they're just going to do it themselves. I looked around on this just to see if it was a gag or not, and I haven't found anything either way. And it's just just crazy enough to work. <laughs> John hmm. Chu, the John Chu, the director of G.I. Joe Retaliation, uh, and a couple other dudes from various uh movies. They're Whoa, doing, whoa, whoa, calm down with the details. <laughs> they're doing something. <laughs> They claim they're going to do a Gem in the Holograms movie. <laughs> and they're kind of crowdsourcing it. So they've set up hashtag Gem the movie. And they want your ideas. I think the idea should be don't make this movie. A lot of 80s cartoons that I would have seen lot would have liked to have seen long before Gem in the Holograms. Jason the Wheeled Warriors and Mask for one, <laughs> two, but... Whatever, that's Gem and the Holograms. That's why I'm wondering if this is like a, a prank or something, a pub stunt <laughs> that's going to lead to something else. Huh? Of course, if they can do this, that means Fox can do Dazzler. That's what I was just <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Here's my Dazzler movie. It's 80s Dazzler, though, in the leisure suit with the, <laughs> the, the high pump heels. Not, hey. not 90s Dazzler. <laughs> the next, uh, the next Wolverine movie can have Boom Boom. <laughs> should, should. <laughs> With the uh, rip-off Robin costume. <laughs> well, she was the young sidekick. <laughs> exactly. And then something that uh, should appeal to you on multiple levels. Scared now. <laughs> Dave Erickson, one of the writers and an EP on Sons of Anarchy, has said he's joined or has been confirmed as joining the uh, production crew for the Walking Dead spinoff show that mm. uh, AMC is coming. Yeah. I suppose he's out of a job here soon. <laughs> It's on the final. It's going to be the final season of Sons of Anarchy, and we're still waiting to kind of get the official. What is the spinoff? <laughs> but yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, they say it's all they've got so far is that it's going to be all different characters in the right. same universe. Yeah. So it's just going to be zombie survival, only a different group of people. Oh, and, that, and that's fine. That's you know, the, there have been a lot of people that have been asking Kirkman, "When are you going to show the rest of the world?" And he's basically said. Unless this group gets somewhere, you're not going to see that because that's what the show is about, following these people's journey. We're not going to cut away to, and here we are in Africa and, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So, so having a different group with a different take, I mean, you know, I, I would be, I wouldn't be against like an actually like full blown, you know, military group or some, I mean, something with a different take that maybe has some more structure, more focus and has a different goal already in mind. I could, I could live with that as a spinoff. I would love to see it be um, like a European equivalent yeah. of the CDC and the zombie apocalypse only happened in like North America. And <laughs> first two or three apps was just them deciding whether or not they should slag <laughs> North America. Tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we just press these buttons here, Mexico, Canada, and the United States, they just disappear. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but all the flights to America got canceled. <laughs> Nobody's saying anything. It's okay. You'll see. <laughs> There'll be no flying this day. Or it's ever. like they take over the satellites for a new kind of reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> Escape from New York. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Criminals are now sent to North America. For 
If you can survive a year, you get out. Write it up. I think we got our idea. <laughs> if AMC doesn't want her, I think we kickstart that. <laughs> That's our new web series. <laughs> I want to start off with talking about the flux capacity stuff again. No, you have to start with something different. Shut it. <laughs> Primarily because, again, they they are doing two contests right now. They're doing the one over at the Game Crafter to potentially give a indie game designer a publishing co- contract, and that goes till May 27th. But they're also sponsoring the contest that we currently have going on, uh, which goes until April 12th, to give away a copy of their Give It to the King. So this is very much a indie company giving back to the gaming community, and I like that, obviously. you know We talk about community all the time. And right now, they do have... A, a Kickstarter up that's got like four days left. So I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to get this out the news over the weekend so that there's still at least a day or two left. Uh, but if you go over and check out Gone Viking, which is a Viking themed trick taking game, and check that out. And recently, Lance Undead Viking was able to get them a quick review. So they do have a, a video review up now from Lance that you can check out and see what Lance thinks of it. Spoiler, it has Viking in the, uh, <laughs> in the title. Uh, but go check it out because they're very close. They're about a thousand dollars roughly away from funding with like four days left. I'm very hopeful that they're going to hit that. Uh, I don't think they're going to potentially do a whole lot of stretch goals maybe with this short amount of time left, but it'd be nice. You know, again, these guys are supporting the community. Uh, they're trying to give other indie game designers a chance to get published. And, you know, they're friends of all us geeks as well. So uh, check it out if you get a chance. Oh, and also the, he, uh, what was it last week or something? He added, uh, instead of just like cutout tokens for the scoring stuff, he added wooden, custom wooden tokens. So that was kind of a cool add on too. And he's just added that. So it's part of the price now. It's, uh, he didn't change anything. It wasn't a stretch goal or anything. He just added that on. 64 ounce games has a pretty cool project on Kickstarter right now. Now, at some point, 64-ounce games would love to start uh, using Kickstarter to produce their own games that they want to publish. But first, they decided to start with a project that's pretty cool, and I'm glad they started with this one. It is a project to attempt to make board games more accessible to the blind. So they're trying to purchase a special printer that allows them to print on uh, card sleeves or stickers that can go on card sleeves that will have Braille text so that they can uh, target games that have cards and can make those more accessible. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, You know, they got to start somewhere. This is a a good spot for them to start uh, moving more towards that goal. They are already funded. They were looking for $7,500. They're beyond that and working towards stretch goals. So that is awesome. That project is going to go until April 24th, 2014. So definitely go check that out on Kickstarter. And uh, some of their stretch goals, if they get up there, uh, they're going to be able to go as far as even uh, getting some Braille dice for things like they have listed like RPGs, King of Tokyo, and Roll Through the Ages. Uh, So again, just kind of moving towards that, and uh, it's a great project to definitely back, and and I think it's it's an awesome idea. So check it out. And then let's see, uh, th- I thought this was kind of cool. So I added this to my list. There's a game called Student Bodies that's coming out from Smirk and Dagger Games. I think I saw them. <laughs> Different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a zombie themed game. 
you know, I, I've kind of dug a lot of the stuff that Smirk and Daggers kind of put out because it's always kind of tongue in cheek. I really deal. like Cutthroat Caverns. Yeah, I love Cutthroat Caverns as well. But one of the other reasons I put this on because this is just one more route to success from an unsuccessful Kickstarter. Because the guys that made this put this up on Kickstarter as Zombies 101. It wasn't successfully funded. They were looking at revamping, retooling, all that stuff. But in the meantime, obviously, they've still been testing and all that stuff. And they got it in front of, at a convention or something, in front of the guys at Smirk and Dagger. And they said, seriously, I know you're trying to do this yourself, but this is a game I would publish. Would you think about it? And they did. So, you know, and so now it's coming out as uh, student bodies from Smirk and Dagger. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's, it's nice to be approached rather yeah. than flogged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, one less thing they got to worry about and their game is going to get out there into the public. So I thought that was kind of cool. And it was a nice little story. Uh, you know, we talk all the time. Well, it's reminiscent of Z-Man picking up, not Z-Man, but uh, oh, Apocalypse. Cryptozoic. Cryptozoic yeah. picking up uh, the doom that came to Atlantic City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse came to the gambling town, whatever, you know. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad to see established people right. willing to see, go that route. Right. You know? and, and that one was cool in the aspect that Cryptozoic picked up a game that was successful, mm-hmm. but Shafted. the publisher, yeah. not not the people that designed no, it, no. the publisher, publisher backed out. So yeah. that, that was cool in that aspect. And again, this was cool in the aspect of these guys were still trying. They were still going to put it out. And like, and like I was going to say is, you know, we talk about on the game of crowdfunding and everything all the time about unsuccessful projects that come back revamp uh you know we're talking with the guys from meltdown games and gothic doctor doing that road to relaunch series right now where they're getting ready to relaunch that's a pretty normal and typical process and you know there's a lot going on there's a lot of stress for those people and they've you know they've already had one unsuccessful and they're trying to make sure their second one is successful so here's some guys that were in the middle of going through that turmoil and was like hey we love this game you know, and so Smirk and Dagger picked it up. I thought that was kind of cool. It's a cool little story. Uh, not only Blood Bowl, but uh, some of the other news out of uh, Fantasy Flight is that El- the Eldridge Horror expansion, <laughs> Forsaken Lore. So there's some extra information about that on their website now. They're doing some uh, little teasers Ar- and previews. 2.0? <laughs> yes. But quicker, right? Isn't it it's supposed to be a faster game? Well, that's game? what they say. I don't think I have this. A bigger one. world, but a faster game. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's global. Yeah, but smaller map and all that stuff. Because it's just for now here in the yeah, first well. expansion. <laughs> <laughs> when they get up to twelve boxes, like Arkhamor has. <laughs> and then I've got two things here. This is meta gaming at a whole new level. Ready? Our friends over at Luda Creations, which they are friends of ours. L U D E Creations. Yeah. Just, just in case, just in case you're Jordan, he's got it written on his hand now. It's his first tattoo. Luda Creations, uh, I got an email from them not too long ago, kind of a newslettery type email. They send me stuff off and on, uh, to see if, if it's something we're interested in or if we want to talk about. And, uh, they're producing a game called Essen, where players are exhibitors who are trying to sell their games at Essen. <laughs> I want this. I know. It's when I first was started to read it, I was like, hmm. And then I'm like, now I, I kind of want this. And Is they're it like, be a worker placement game where you can have your, see, do I have that? Booth babe, uh, cube and your, 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 your player cube and your, uh, your demo runner cube and your sales drone cube. Oh, they're going <laughs> in. It's one to four players combining two copies will let you go up to eight players. Uh, I don't have on here what kind of game it is though. Uh, it says each player board is themed as a certain type of game publisher. Eurogame, Meritrash, Wargame, RPG. 
and whichever style you play dictates how you play the game. It's kind of is kind of interesting, and I, I I like the idea. And Eckhart, you know, one of the things is you know uh, the guy that is designing it was like I've always wanted to. I want I, I'm waiting for that day where I get to play my game in Essen. Get to play Essen in Essen. And then I saw, I think it was, did I see it today? Today or yesterday? Somebody else came out with a Essen the game spiel 13 or something like that. And I don't know if it, I, I think it's self-published. So I don't know if it's actually like going to be a full-blown game, but I, I saw it on BGG, but it's, uh, you go to Essen and it has like the actual logos of all these, all these game companies have given them permission to use their logos and they got like the, the 2013 booth the map is the booth space from s in 2013 and where everybody was and you're you know basically a gamer you're uh somebody that's going to Essen to try to make sure you get to the popular game that you want to buy before it runs out or kind of like so uh meta gaming at a whole new level (laughs) you've got two options there you can be on either side of Essen if you want to (laughs) well ludai creations if you want another uh video if that gets to that point yeah. I definitely want to see this game. We'll see. Hopefully they're not uh hopefully they're not done with us. <laughs> and I misspelled one word. No, it wasn't. Just that. burn a bridge. <laughs> Remember when we, were, when we were gonna do town center? No. Remember we were gonna do that abstract town center or center town center, yeah, for them that went up on Kickstarter. I told you about it and you you and I were talking about doing it. They sent it. It never got oh, here. The game that never got here. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Now you remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember it is the game that never got here. Yes. So every, every so often I'm like, still not here, still not here. And then I fo- sent them the final one. I'm like, you know, I probably don't need to send these anymore, but just letting you know, I'm officially moving this week and that game still isn't here. So hopefully it got returned to you or something. So, uh, yeah, it never got to us and we never got to do the video for it. So you know, hopefully they understand, but. And they, they're good guys. They have been. And like I said, I've, I've done other uh, conversations with them besides just this stuff and some other. And like I said, they send me stuff all the time to see if we want to talk about it and, and whatnot. So, uh, hopefully we'll get a, a chance to do some more videos for them because that was a lot of fun. We had, we had a lot of fun with the, the last one. So I wanted to point this out too. Uh, Twilight Creations is doing a game called Jupiter Rescue. Have you seen that? Mm. It's up on pre-order right now. Uh, the biggest reason I point that out is because, uh, do you know who did that? You know who actually made that game? I do not. It is Whirling Derby Games. It's the guys or the couple, I should say, behind Zerpang. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and I believe the original, I think the original title was Jupiter Deep and it was, it, I think it was another contest winner off of the Game Crafter. Uh, so Twilight Creations picked it up. It's coming out as Jupiter Rescue. Uh, and then on a side note, Mark has been teasing uh, the lead up to Zerpang finally becoming a Kickstarter. And it looks like they're doing custom minis and stuff for it as well. So, yeah, I've been kind of watching for that off and on. So Partnering with cool, cool mini. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> I've already had that conversation with somebody today. Like, dude, I love you, but I'm out. <laughs> if you do that, I'm out. <laughs> and that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> oh, no, it's live on tape right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The episode where we officially made sure we never get anything from Cool Mini or not to review. We were in danger of getting something. No, no, we really weren't. We're You're barely in danger of getting something if you pledge. <laughs> and there it is. Zombie Side 2, yay! They're getting ready to do Zombie Side 3 here soon. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done with you. Yeah, done. getting ready for 3 and people still don't have 2. And they don't have the Way of Kings crossover yep. figs. I'm, on, I'm done. 
All right. Incredibles 2 was announced. How do you feel about that? You know, seven years ago, I would have been really excited. You know, whatever. You know what? I I agree it's too long, or it, 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 but I'm still excited. You know, I really liked the first one. I did. Yeah. I mean, it was a really fun and funny and exciting movie. I really liked it. And there were a lot of really good voices in there. No capes! It's like <laughs> the, the geek mantra now. One of them, you know? It's, yeah. it's there. It was a really fun movie. It's, but, you know, eh, it's... I have enough nephews that I will probably end up going, going to see it. Uh, and I don't, uh, I'm not, not looking forward to seeing it, but, uh, you know, I'm, years. I'm, st- I, I'm still excited for it. Brad Bird's behind it again and everything. And yeah, if they can get back some of the voice talent and everything and it should have had the sequel right away and they left it where it should have. And it was popular enough. I mean, there's really no reason why it shouldn't have. No, not at all. Recently. But I'm still excited to see what they do. And, and Well, they were in the process of spending $8 billion over four years <laughs> for two major two major acquisitions. So I, I'm excited for it, though. I, I, I have high hopes. I really hope they do a good job with it, too. Yeah. You know, here we go. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit. Patton Oswalt is going to be on S.H.I.E.L.D. as Agent Koenig. No? I believe I made my feelings on right. clear. Well, then, uh, and then we but go the to next a- one. Amy yes. Acker joins Shield as Agent Coulson's girlfriend. Side note: Jordan suddenly loves Marvel Agents of Shield. <laughs> Best no, show ever. Jordan will watch one more app. <laughs> uh, but there hasn't been any real word yet on like when she's going to pop in and how long she's going to be on the show. If it's just like a quick guest role or anything like that. I mean, we know who she's playing. And there's always potential to bring her back, but they haven't really said, like, oh, she's going to be on for an arc or anything like that yet. I assume she's going to end up being a hostage-type character or something. (laughs) Bullet to the head. No, Amy! No! (laughs) You've got to get back to person of interest. (laughs) I still haven't seen that. Watch it. I know. Meow God tells me all the damn time. Have you started watching person of interest yet? I'm like, no. It is I don't have time. And, I don't know, just watch it. Watch it! No. Now I'm definitely not. I won't clockwork orange you. <laughs> yeah, God, you can now thank Jordan that I never <laughs> see that show. Movie stuff. Amy Acker's in it. <laughs> Phantasm 5, the Ravager teaser trailer is out. On the subject of, what are we now, 15 years too late? <laughs> and two sequels after two too late? There's been no release date. But they are there reuniting. There shouldn't be a release date. They're reuniting a lot of the cast. Well, I hope <laughs> that bald dude's got to be 80 by now. He was not young in the second and third movies. Boy. <laughs> well, he's dead. The tall man's dead. <laughs> what, is he just going to rustle in his urn and then send the midgets yeah. out? <laughs> Have you seen the teaser trailer? No. I watched the I teaser trailer. I saw this trailer. and I said, no. And I got I gots to see this movie. <laughs> There is a giant phantasm ball at the very end. There's a giant phantasm ball like the moon in the sky. (laughs) I got to see it. I'm in. (laughs) You know, Oblivion, the second movie, that was friggin' awesome. That was, I mean, it doesn't hold up. But back then, Phantasm 1 doesn't hold up. I made that mistake. (laughs) You know, but that back then was an awesome movie, especially the first time they unleashed the oh, yeah. balls. But, you know. <laughs> Hear that a lot, do you? <laughs> it's 
spectacular. What I only the first time though. Second time they run because <laughs> they know what's coming. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. When when they first came out, I I just remember being like, oh my god, this is awesome. And then, like I said, I I made the mistake one Halloween party. We we did a marathon, and Phantasm was one that I brought out, uh, especially for the childrens in the audience, the the you know the the younger gamer generation that we hang out with. Sometimes it was like, "Who's Richard Garfield?" Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, people. It wasn't a joke when it came out. It wasn't a joke, <laughs> man. I I ruined that VHS. I had that on tape. <laughs> I mean, that was. Like weekend watching in high school and my first year of university, drunk or sober. I mean, that was just watch it. And, you know, there was always somebody new around that was just blown away the first time. And then it was like on, I don't know what it was on. It was like, I, <laughs> I've wasted I, my life. <laughs> I gave this movie that much. Those are it's like a hundred hours. I can never get back. All right. The Purge Anarchy trailer is out as well. I've already made my. Opinions of The Purge on a previous podcast uh, wasn't what it should have been, in my opinion. But uh sad thing is, though, I actually watched this trailer and it kind of sucked me in because they're showing what the first one should have kind of been. And it's more out in The Purge and out on the street. And you know I'm what? kind of interested. This is just an RV breakdown away from Judgment Night. <laughs> oh, I love Judgment Night, though. <laughs> oh, and that soundtrack? Oh, oh, I love yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, now here's the... I gave you the ring back. Now, here's where I question this. This is where you question. No, this, yeah, this is going to be where I question. Everywhere, including like where they posted, uh, where I, I first saw this trailer, following it all the way to YouTube and the actual official posting of it in the description section, it says this is coming out June 20th, 2014. In the actual trailer, at least twice, they flash the date, July 18th. I don't know if that's supposed to be the purge date, but that is piss poor marketing <laughs> if you're trying to let people know when your movie is coming along. This movie will be released somewhere between June 20th and July 18th. <laughs> that, that I question. I question that. Don't pencil it in. Just be surprised. <laughs> You'll know. We'll come to your house. <laughs> And kill you. <laughs> Are you ready for the purge? <laughs> oh, is it real? <sighs> Don't get me. Well, how about I do? Okay, go ahead. Hey, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer is uh, out there as well for everybody to view and enjoy. Jordan? <laughs> you know, whatever. I pro it's sad to say, but it peaked with vanilla ice. <laughs> it peaked with ice. <laughs> Uh, go ninja, oh go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. A phrase that nobody has ever thought would be uttered ever. <laughs> I, the last one they made, I mean, that was okay. The CGI-ish one, yeah, it was not bad. Oh, the uh, the animated one? Yeah. You mean? Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that one other than, yeah, it was, parts of it were a little goofy, but the actual story and everything was fine. I, I actually dug that. I, I, I kind of wish they would have kept going with that. Yeah. I mean, I will admit the turtles looked awesome uh, in this trailer. Everybody's bitching about how big they are. I could care less about I, that piece. No, I... You want to bitch about something, bitch have about Megan Have you seen Megan a full-grown 200-year-old <laughs> turtle? 
Things are big. <laughs> you know? Well, these aren't full grown. These are ni- these Well, are that's teenage. it. These are the teenagers. <laughs> yeah, it's it didn't look bad, but uh, no stretch. Well, it's Michael Bay. <laughs> no stretch of the imagination is Megan Fox, April O'Neil. No. I didn't dig the whole uh I'm not sure how I feel about Shredder and April's father creating the uh turtles too. It was like didn't you kind of get like the uh Turtles crossed with Dark Knight feeling it, off of it, it the It really was. The, I got more of like a, a turtle Star Wars. It was really, <laughs> I was waiting for the Leo, I am your father, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. So Star Wars, Dark Knight, <laughs> throw some turtles in there. I mean, visually it didn't look bad, but it's, I'm turtled out, you know. It's... Here's the one thing I don't, that kind of irks me, and it's not the trailer, it's some of the comments about the trailer. People that have been kind of upset that it's a darker, it seems to be darker, which... Well, the explosions will brighten it up. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> and uh, But the, the thing that bothers me about that is the original Turtles was not a kid's property. It was not. <laughs> Eastman and Laird went out and put out an adult ninja turtle yeah. fighting, decapitating people. Well, <laughs> robots in the cartoon. You know, they... Full on ninjas, you know mm-hmm. they did ninja things. Go ninja, ninja <laughs> stop go. it. Go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> I went and looked up that video on YouTube. After did you? That. After seeing this trailer, you Vanilla Ice thanks you, and he would <laughs> like to come restore your house. <laughs> I would not like him to restore my house. There's a difference between having a lot of money and having taste. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that is all I had for geek. Ninjas. <laughs>